This is an exclusive presentation of WoWo 1190 AM and 107.5 FM, Unholstered. Finally, it is time for another edition of Unholstered. Hey, everyone, hopefully you're having a fantastic weekend and you made it through all of the severe weather that we had here in the state of Indiana. My name is Kayla Blakesley. I am just one of your hosts here on Unholstered. Good morning, everyone. My name is Sofia rosales Catina. I'm a captain with the Fort Wayne Police Department, and welcome back to the show Unholstered. If you haven't been listening and you have no idea, uh, this show <laughs> is all about law enforcement. This show is all about serving and and telling the stories of our men and women in blue. Uh, we tell a lot of the stories that just don't often get told. Um, and Sophia, I found myself, this is this is a real life event that happened between you and I. Um, I found myself, we were chit-chatting and you were talking about Sergeant so-and-so and then Lieutenant so-and-so. And and I said to you, I was like, Sophia, and I can't, I, hopefully I'm not the only person, but maybe I am. I, I don't even know the difference between a lieutenant and a sergeant. I also don't know how a sergeant becomes a detective or how I'm going to call it the structure or, or organization works within the Fort Wayne Police Department. So I said to you, hey, let's do an episode of Unholstered on this. And you said, OK. <laughs> yeah, probably a good thing to do, because I think I've actually I went to a party this weekend and people were asking me, you know, they asked me what I did. And then, you know, someone chimed up. She's a captain. And they're like, oh, well, what does that mean? And OK, so, so I'm not alone. So you're not alone. That makes me feel, um, yeah, feel so better. I, I when when she said we wanted to do this show, I'm like, oh, OK, that actually might be good. I was thinking about how we're going to do this. But well, and something that you also told me very briefly, because it was a very brief conversation because uh, you running out and this just kind of you know came out of nowhere but you also said not all departments are structured the same way correct and i didn't realize either that 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 you know promotions are a little bit different depending on which department you're in and, and ranks are a little bit different um so i also found that fascinating so i feel like this episode sophia is all about you because i don't even really know <laughs> how to weigh in on this but maybe you could just start by breaking down you know what level you enter uh, the Fort Wayne Police Department at, and then how you kind of step up from there. Sure. So after you complete the police academy, you enter what is called probationary period. So for the first year of your employment, you are a probationary officer. So that means you can lose your job at will. Now, they would still have to have just cause, but, you know, if you're not making the mark, they can dismiss you. Um, it gets harder as you go. What would be some things that would be labeled missing the mark? Uh, safety okay. would be a big concern. Um, if you're mishandling your weapon, if you did something that was just not conducive to our standards here, uh, we've—I don't think we've lost anyone um, like that. We, you know, we just don't throw people out. Yeah. We try to work with people. If there's something that we can do to adjust something, and sometimes it's just a little fine-tuning um, before someone gets it. Uh, but you know, so we work with people, um, and so far so good. We we haven't really lost anybody in that probationary period um, that I that I can recall. So after that probationary period is up, everyone is entered into as a patrol officer. So that's basically just a regular job. Okay. Um, we are a union here in town, so we have a police union that. Um, kind of garners what we do here and how we move around the department. So Are not police units, not all of them unions? Not all of them are, oh. no. Um, a lot of them are not. Um, a lot of them are just at-will employees. Um, I'm fortunate enough, though, that we have the union. I know people have their positives and negatives about it, um, but I will say it's probably more positive because anywhere you go where you, it, this is could be a very highly political mm -hmm 
Could be. <laughs> <laughs> trying to walk a fine line here. It, it, it can be very political at mm-hmm. times, uh, depending on, you know, who the mayor is, who they appoint as a police chief, and what, you know, if you turn around and you make an arrest where someone really didn't want you to make an arrest, you know, those kinds of things, they happen all the time. We see the YouTube videos of them all the time. So you could be, in some instances, fired from some police departments. Um, you know, you'd have a fight, but still, it, it makes life pretty miserable for someone going through that. So kind of we have those safeguards in place. And we, we do have an officer's bill of rights in Indiana. So there are things that someone has to do before they can actually fire you. And most of it's just a due process part. And I think we can all agree that that should be afforded to everyone when, when you join the academy or you, you wake up one morning and decide, hey, I want to be a police officer, right? Yes. Like in my line of work in broadcast, we all enter this business and we always have, you know, grand dreams of what market we're going to go to or what kind of broadcaster we want to be, whether that's in, in sports or news or television, whatever, right? For most people who, who enter the field of policing, do they have these dreams of, I want to be a lieutenant, I want to be a sergeant, or is it, hey, I want to, because usually when you say you hear people say, I want to be a police officer, it usually ends there. Very seldom, with the exception of my cousin, he always wanted to be a homicide detective. Then yeah. I, I've, I seldom run into people that say, oh, I want to be a detective someday. You know what I mean? We do have a lot of that, actually. Um, and for us, a detective is not a rank. So it's just a place where you bid. So okay. we're union-based. It's seniority-based. So the mo- person with the most years on gets preferential treatment over someone with less years. Um, and then what we have, we have what we call exempt positions. So our homicide team has exempt positions. That means those are hand-selected people. They do not have to bid. So you can take a younger officer who you see really, really out there working it, and you can bring them somewhere where they might do a little bit of good for that unit. I don't know if I'm going to get a real honest answer from you or not, <laughs> but maybe you know what I'm going to ask. How do you feel about this seniority r- rule? In terms of, let's just use a detective as an example, that that role going to someone who has had the longer career versus someone who's young, maybe new on the force, but has every qualification under their son, every bit of potential to also have that role. You know, it has its pluses and minuses. Um, When I came on, and I think we said this um, on an earlier show when we were talking about my story, I think I I said and I think I told everyone that I was actually inversed, which means nobody bid the detective spot for second shift detective bureau, which means I got inversed because I was an R, you know, and it goes alphabetically. So I was one of the last few people of our our class. So I got inversed and I was stuck for two years in the detective bureau at the very beginning of my career. Now... Looking back, I can see what a benefit that was. But okay. at the time, I wanted to be on the street. I wanted to be in patrol. I wanted to be doing, doing you know, fun things and not mm-hmm. doing paperwork as a detective. Yeah, being a little bit more active, yeah. Yeah. But, man, that position just benefited me so much in, in terms of what I learned and how to interview and how to put together a felony case and how to do all those things that I think just through my career helped me more than hindered me. So it really was a blessing. Um, but at, at the same time, as you gain more experience on this department, it becomes very important in those felony investigations because yeah. you just learn nuances about people, how they act um, when they're lying, the body language. It's very rare that we have someone new that has that all. Now, that we may, they may be older. Um, a lot of times we don't get older applicants, um, just occasionally, and they've always turned out to be really good at the beginning, middle, and the end. Um, so... 
but we just don't get a lot of them. So it probably is a rare occasion that you have someone who's been on the force for 15, 20 plus years. They're more than qualified versus someone who's been maybe three to five years and also wants the same position. So that, that by the sounds doesn't really even happen that often. It doesn't happen that often, but that's where those exempt spots then come into play because we can take, if we see someone exhibiting those kinds of things um, that we want in those divisions, we can pluck them out and bring them without, without them having to bid. What spots are exempt then? Oh, we have a lot. So vice narcotics are exempt spots, gang, street crimes, homicide, some homicide positions in the detective bureau, ASU, our, our full-time ASU people. Um, so it sounds like a lot of, I'm going to call them special teams, special, special units. Specialty kind of. units, okay. yeah. But see, that's where that's where those kind of, the running and gunning kind of officer really kind of brings new energy into those kind of groups where maybe they're just older officers and not used to that. And a lot of times I found that with the younger people, they're really into the tech side um, and hmm. they really go getting into the tech, getting information and, and just, you know, pulling stuff that, you know, me, I, I'm just I struggle sometimes with tech and my apps, social media apps. Mm -hmm. And OK, oh, I didn't know it did that. And, you know, so they're, same girl. Same. Yeah. So, so it really helps. And, you know, and it's a nice blend. It's a yeah. really nice blend. OK, so then what positions are are not exempt? So basically patrol, um, your your regular detective bureau positions like property crimes, sex crimes. Um, we have um, obviously patrol, crime scene. Um, those are not exempt positions. Okay. So, so there, you know, there's a lot of places to bid um, and, and get. And then we have all the quadrants, you know, different shifts, those kinds of things. Is it, they you know, openings only come open when someone retires or leaves or... Yeah, tragic we, happens. You know, yeah, that... you know, people's life circumstances change. So um, there's a lot of movement. Okay. Um, so people come and go. There's retirements. Um, when you add on a new class, you get to backfill spots that were open. So like as this new class came off probation, this last class that just got off in January, you know, I, I now have a full first, second and third shift on Southeast where I was having a lot of holes before. So, oh, so it's kind of nice, nice yeah. that we can backfill those spots with, with newer people. Okay. So let's go back to where we were. So you're okay. starting as a probationary police officer after yeah. you're out of the academy. How long are you on probation? One year. One year. Then what? Then you go to patrol officer. Okay. Now you can stay there your whole entire career and you can move around the department as at your free will if you want to, or you can, we have some people that have stayed in the same position their entire career. Uh, you know, that position just people like it i mean not everybody wants to be a, and i think that's what most people think of when they quote think police officer they yeah. think of that patrol that's street, police officer street yeah. patrol yeah. exactly they don't think of other positions as well um but detective bureau is the same you can you can bid into the detective bureau um and you can stay there your whole career if you choose um once you're bid somewhere you don't ever get you don't ever have to leave unless you want to hmm. or unless you know you're not um, keeping up with the standards of that unit um, so then how does a patrol police officer go to or become, you know, lieutenant, sergeant, captain. Walk us through that. Yep. So the first rank that we have is a merit, merit rank is sergeant. So after three years on the department, you can test for sergeant. It is a test. It is a culmination of your test, your evaluations, an interview, and your seniority score. So they're weighted differently. Um, and we have to have these four categories by state law. So state law governs our merit system. Um, so, you know, the percentages are up to each department, but they have to have those four categories. So you test for this position as sergeant, and once you get your test score back, then you have your interview, your evaluations, everything's combined together, and you get a score. Then you're ranked 
um, on a sheet with who scored what. And then it goes through one through however many people took the test. So we'll say one through 25. Okay. And then they start at the top of the list. Um, when a promotion uh, opens up, when a position opens up, uh, they start at the top of the list, number one. Do you want it? Yes, no, I yes. See. Then you're promoted to that. And so does everyone have to take that test or again, just not. anyone who wants that Anybody rank? Anybody who wants to test okay. can take it. Um, like I said, you can stay in patrol your whole career and there's nothing wrong with that. We have plenty of people that I wish would test for sergeant, yeah. but they just don't have any desire to, to do that, and which is fine. But sometimes it's like, oh, you're what kind such of a good one. What kind of duties does the sergeant carry out compared to then a patrol police officer? So I would say that the first line supervisor is really where you know, that line is where you need good people because they're the ones on the street with the officer making those instantaneous calls. Um, and they're checking behaviors. If something's going wrong on the street, that first line supervisor is going to be your first um, measure of, hey, what's what's our standard? What's going on? Let's find out. Let's dig in this deeper. And then um, the lieutenant comes after that. We'll talk about that in a second. But that first line supervisor is probably one of the most important roles on the department. Hmm. Is there any distinguishment, which you're on light duty right now, so you've yes. been in civilian clothes. Um, you're not in your uniform, but on your uniforms to tell sergeant from lieutenant, because I know there's pins and bars. Is there is there a, a way to tell who's who without said officer introducing themselves as, you know, Sergeant Blakesley or what have you? Yeah, so star, sergeant has... Um, gosh, this is where you're really testing me. Two stripes <laughs> on their sleeve. So okay. they'll have two... Um, I don't even know what the, I don't know what they're called. Chev, chevrons, I think. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, no. I don't yeah, I'm horrible at this. Um, and then they have on their collar as well. Okay. So that will mark a sergeant. Lieutenant um, is gold. Gotcha. Um, and you, they're, they're marked. I, I don't know what they're marked with. I think a three chevron maybe. Okay. Uh, I should really know this, right? Um, <laughs> well, you didn't know I was going to be asking about your fashion within the Fort Wayne Police <laughs> Department. I'm definitely putting you on the spot with yeah. that one. But I do know, I mean, you all come in here and nine out of 10 times our guests are in full uniform. Yeah. And, and I can't help but notice some of the different bling, if you will, that some have uh, versus others. Yeah. So that's why I was just curious. Yeah. So the sergeant is the last silver that you'll see. So okay. patrol and sergeants were silver. Anything above that is gold. So okay. lieutenants are gold, captains, deputy chiefs, assistant all gold. chief, all gold. Okay. So you go from, you know, probationary police officer to patrol officer to sergeant. Now take us next is lieutenant. New lieutenant. So once you are um, a sergeant, you can test for lieutenant. So it's the same process as you went through before as a sergeant's test, except now it's the lieutenant's position. So the test is different. The interview questions are different. Um, but your seniority is based on your time as a sergeant. Well, do you have to have a certain amount of time as sergeant under your belt before you can test for no. lieutenant? Oh, interesting. That position, you don't need to have any position. And I think that that's probably f an okay thing because by the time you're, most people, by the time they're getting sergeant position, they've got seven, eight years on. Someone like me, I had like 24. <laughs> so Mark Gerardo, who joined Were you us. one of those ones that they had to drag? Be like, come on, Sophia, you should test. You should test. No, I th there were some stumbling blocks along the way. We'll, we'll get into those on a later show, I'm sure. But... That, my friends, is called a tease. <laughs> but, you know, like Mark, he was 20 years before he tested. Um, so, no you know, kidding. it's just, you know, I think you don't get anything before your time. Mm -hmm. And regardless of how much you test or how much you study and how much you do, I think it's an all in God's hands. timing, right? It is. Yeah. It is. And, you know, you'll get it when you should get it. Um, so you can promote to start to lieutenant at that point. After any rank, after the rank of lieutenant is an appointed position by the chief. Okay. 
So captain, deputy chief, assistant chief, and then chief. And the chief is appointed by the mayor. Yeah, I, you mentioned that earlier, and I, I don't know that many people realize that that's how that works. Same with fire, yes. uh, I believe, right? Yes. Um, so that's why... City. City, yeah, yes. correct, correct. So that's why when you said getting political, like at the end of the day, it really can be quite political, whether we want it to be or not. It can be. And, you know, people people are people. They're human beings, police officers included. We, we This whole show is about that. Yeah. And people have biases. And whether it's political, whether it's religious, whether it's gender, people have biases. And sometimes they show up in the workplace when they shouldn't. Um, and unfortunately, that, that happens. It happens in every field. So really, uh, again, city, as you said, city, yes. fire and police um, care greatly uh, about who is the mayor of Fort Wayne in this in this example. Um, do you find often though, which we haven't really had the changing of the guard in a while yeah. here in <laughs> Fort Wayne, uh, but I know you have obviously been with the Fort Wayne Police Department when there has been a change at the yeah. top. Um, do you find as soon as that happens that a lot of times a new police chief is appointed or is it, oh, we're just gonna kind of keep things the way they are? Do you find many disruptions, I guess, from when the change of guard does occur? We've had long running tenures of mayors yeah, the we last have. two mayors we've had. Um, We've seen some changing, and I think it was just um, aging out a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and then someone maybe that got in and just did it for a few years, wanted to retire. Um, but now we're always interested in who's going to be the next mayor. Because, you you know, regardless of where you stand politically, I, I will I will give Mayor Henry props. I mean, he supported us. He's a huge supporter of our yes. protests, things. And you know, where he didn't have to and other mayors were buckling mm -hmm. and defunding their officer, their police departments and stuff. And he stood with us and, and fought the fight. And I, I will say we came on top of that fight. Mm -hmm. we, we came out the winner. Um, we just are gonna continue doing the things we were doing before. Um, it just took a lawsuit and a lot of money to for them to figure that out, that what we were doing was right. Um, so, you know, there's always that kind of unknown yeah. for any mayor that comes in. Like, what what are they going to do with the police department? Because it is an appointed position at chief, yep. and who you pick as chief matters. Absolutely, it absolutely, matters. yeah. Um, so you you know, and it matters to the morale of your department as well. Yeah, I just don't know if many people realize that that there was such a stake in the game for fire and for police. Yeah, I, I don't think they do. I think sometimes you know, civics is sometimes lost on some people, and that's okay. Yeah, you know, if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. Um, but I think they get us confused with the sheriff and mm -hmm. they think that the, the chief is elected. Nope, the chief is appointed. Sheriff is elected. Yeah, I get that a lot um, on my end. When yeah, people so, ask questions during an election, I'm like, no, no, this is different. This is not, yeah, yeah, not the same and, thing. Yeah, you know, that's, you know, bring in sovereign citizens. That's why mm -hmm. they don't deal with city police, won't deal with city police officers, but only do, will deal with sheriff's departments, Allen County Police Department, because they're elected. Right. Into those positions where we're just appointed. So then how does the Fort Wayne Police Department compare? I mean, do you know the way other departments do it? And do you think the way we do it is better? Or is it just different per town, per city? It's different per town and city. Um, Indianapolis does it different than we do. They may have a couple different rank structures. So like the Allen County Sheriff's Department, they are Allen County Police Department, I think is officially what they're called. Um, they have a corporal position. We don't have that position. Oh, interesting. Um, you know, so there's a little nuance to every department, depending on how your rank structure is set up. I don't know that ours is any better or any worse. It just works for us. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it has been working. I mean, I'm sure you'll get argument from some people that it doesn't work. Sure. Um, well, but you're always going to have. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, I think I think it's it's a pretty good structure. Um, you know, I just I just wish we had more females and. Leadership people of roles. color and leadership roles. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we've got a test 
for those positions. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, it's just, uh, it's hard. I'll say this, and as a, as a female, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard because I've, I come to work, I do my job, I do a really good job, I, I work a lot of extra hours. Then I have to go home and I have the have to do the whole mom duty mm-hmm. stuff. So when am I going to have time to study? I don't have a spouse that's going to do all those duties. Yeah, well, for well me. let me point that out. The single mom duties. The single mom yes. duties. The only parent duties. Yeah, also, exactly. Because my kids don't go anywhere on the weekends. They're still with me because yeah. I'm the only parent. Right. Um, and so it's hard. It's harder for females. And I think it's just traditionally and say what you will. It shouldn't or should be like this. But I think traditionally that the 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 home and family really leans more towards the mom mm-hmm. figure handling it all. Yeah. So unless you've got a husband or a partner that's really going to step up for you, and, and a lot of them do, a lot of them do, um, but it's still, I think as women, we we kind of take this on this this position where like, I need to do this. Yeah. That's what I need to do as a mom. Well, let's talk about you actually for a second, because you are a captain yes. within the Fort Wayne Police Department. Um, and I think, I, I, not I think, I know, and because we've talked about this, I was under the impression, because Fort Wayne, where we live, we have four quadrants, mm-hmm. right? I just assumed, and I don't even know why I assumed this. I don't know where I got it from. I assumed that we then had four captains within the Fort Wayne Police Department, one for each quadrant. But that's not the case. It is not the case. So we do have one for each quadrant, but we also have one in Vice Narcotics. We have two in um, the Detective Bureau. We have one at the Academy, and then we have one administrative captain. Are you the first or one of the first female captains for the Fort Wayne Police Department? I am preceded, I believe, by four other women. So not a lot. Four other women have preceded me. I think the highest rank any female's ever gotten here is Deputy Chief. And I don't know if listeners know this because we are radio. We are not television unless they have seen you when you were in the public information officer role. You're also a minority. Yes. So are you the first female minority by chance? I am not. Okay. Um, Deb Joyner um, was before me. She was a captain and also a female of color. So, But still, um, we're talking two. I, but okay, I will say right? she, she was a female black. Uh, the, other two f- the other three females were female whites. I'm the first Latina. That's cool. Um, captain. Uh, I think I'm the f- highest ranking f- Latina ever on the department. Oh, wow. I, I, Sophia, I didn't know my, that. I, and I was just, as we were talking about doing this show, and I was thinking, I think I'm it. Because Sylvia Lopez, she was a sergeant, um, but that's all the further she, she wanted. So to get to captain, did you also go through then, you know, you went from probation to patrol officer to sergeant, lieutenant. Did you climb that ladder and do all those tests? I did not go, did not take the lieutenant's test. So once you test for sergeant, you can be appointed to any right, rank. Right, well, that's what I was wondering. Except okay. for lieutenant, because that's a merit rank. You have to test for that one. Any any position, captain or above, you can be appointed to once you're in the sergeant's position. But you have to be in the sergeant's position to get appointed to anything higher. You can't be a patrolman. So did you, like, throw this bait out there to the deputy chief at the time or even the chief? Like, hey, I want to be a captain. Or did they come no. to you? Like, how does that, I guess, work? I think for me, um, when I was in that role as public information officer, um, I will say this, I rock that position. You totally rock <laughs> You know, I, I, honestly, I deal with a lot of PIOs, um, a lot of PIOs, not just for like the Fort Wayne Police Department, but everybody, every yeah. organization, agency, they all have PIOs. 
And let me tell you, there's a big difference between the good ones and the bad ones. Yeah. I enjoyed the job. You were fantastic. I enjoyed the job. So we met, kind of. Yes, it is how we met. Um, (laughs) Not in person. But but. I I enjoyed that. I enjoy people. I enjoy explaining things Mm -hmm. so people have facts, Mm -hmm. um, facts over emotions, right? So I I enjoy explaining those facts to people. And and honestly, I think people would would come to me and be like, oh my gosh, you're just so relatable. I'm like, well, you don't use police jargon. I'm like, look, I'm talking to you as a mom. Yeah. You know, yes, I'm a police officer but mom first I'm a member of this community first Mm -hmm. and then I'm a police officer so when I want to explain something to you I don't want it to be over your head I don't want to use jargon that's why you're so good on this show so you know I just want to plain (laughs) speak people and I don't need to prove that I'm smarter than you or Mm -hmm. I know more than you that doesn't get you anywhere Um, just let's just have a conversation so you're serving as the PIO doing an impeccable job I'd say that to your face behind your back in fact I've said it behind your back of how how great you were at that job so but you're in that role doing a very impressive job and is that when then you were approached about becoming a captain well no we this we didn't even know this spot was going to open up so we had someone leave a position a deputy chief's position and it just the chief uh then took a deputy chief or captain then mitch mckinney and moved Mm -hmm. him to deputy chief he told the chief that he wanted me as his captain over southeast oh cool Um, and we kept community relations because i was he while he was the captain of community relations i was really instrumental in helping him kind of do everything because he couldn't do it all himself so i would schedule i would show up at events and i would i would talk to people i'd have discussions with groups panels whatever and um so he asked me if i would do that and i'm like yes but at first it was going to be captain over community relations um, but I know we've said in the show before that I, I really, I love the street. Yeah. I love patrol, right? So I told the chief when I had my interview with him, I'm like, you know, I just don't want you to forget me. I will do community relations as your ca- as a captain. Hands down, love it. But I, I don't want you to lose me in terms of policing. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he was thinking about it. And then Deputy Chief Mitch McKinney was like, why don't we just do both? I'm like... Okay. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so we so long, set on this venture. How long have you been serving as a captain? Uh, it'll be two years in April. Two years in April. Yeah. Wow, okay. Or two years this month, right? It's yeah, April. I, say, I just say, wow. <laughs> so like right now, yeah, we're like two up. years. Yeah, it's coming up on my two-year mark. Gotcha. So do I mean, you don't even have to necessarily say what, but do you have plans where you would like to see yourself go even higher on the ladder? You know, I... I just like to say I like to keep my options open mm-hmm. um, wherever that takes me. My husband um, and I always say we never say never, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I really like my position now. I like working for Deputy Chief Mitch McKinney, but you know, if he goes higher, will yeah. I go higher? I don't know. Um, we'll see. But I, I, my options aren't always just here um, yeah. either. Um, I'm going to be 52 years old <laughs> this year, which means I will be eligible for my pension. Um, so I can go at any time. Hint: If anyone's well, looking for a position, <laughs> I say, well, that's kind of scary, though. Uh, Don't am, leave us. I am available after July. No. Um, <laughs> shameless plug. Yeah, shameless plug. Um, but yeah, I just want to keep my options open. Yeah. If if the good Lord sees fit to put me in a position that's higher um, with more responsibility, then that will be His call, and I will take up take up the cause as, as it may. Yeah. Um, we are way out of time. Um, but if you have missed any previous episodes of Unholstered, this is just the tip of the iceberg. If you feel like me, like you learned a lot today, you're going to learn a ton from the previous episodes of Unholstered. You can download it anywhere you download a podcast, your town, your team, your topics. This is Unholstered. Thanks for listening to Unholstered. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen. And remember, you can listen every Saturday morning at 1030 on WoWo 1190 and 1075 FM.
podcast by Federated Media. Mm-hmm.